kind of looks like a pirate. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> he, he looks, looks like. He looks like if Will Turner went into an Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Welcome to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Ivy. And we're back at you. Wanted to remind everyone before we get going um, that you can always contact us and send us uh, suggestions or let us know what you think we could be doing better or uh, send us uh, movies and albums to review and games to play. And things to do on the games we already play. When you don't send us ideas for games to play, we do things like the complete disaster that was more likely to last week. And we'll probably do it again. So get on that. <laughs> Ye be warned. I think we say that for one reason or another just about every episode. What? Ye be warned. <laughs> it's like uh, one of our unofficial catchphrases. Yeah, I think so. Past here there be monsters. Yeah. Ivy June, what have you been up to this week? You said that like I'm in trouble. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, we did some Halloween parties. I'll let you talk about the one. But on Saturday, I got dressed up for the second time in the weekend since Halloween is in the middle of the week this week. It's tomorrow when we're recording this. So we did all our Halloween festivities before Halloween. And this is the previously spoken of post-spooky commiseration week. Uh, so on Saturday, I got dressed up as Pikachu, and I went over to my friend's house, and we passed out candy to the children of the neighborhood. Since we live in an apartment and don't get trick-or-treaters, we went to their house where children come. Uh, it was a lot of fun. At one point, for no apparent reason, there was a line down their entire front walk of about a hundred children. Wow. And we were just like, oh my gosh, like a bus must have dropped them all off. I don't even know <laughs> what happened. <clears throat> but all of a sudden, every child in the neighborhood was there at once. Costumes were not exactly what I expected. There were a lot of children just not wearing costumes, which was interesting. You should have refused them candy. Can't do that. That's just evil. Uh, There were these two boys, though, that were just wearing, like, hoodies and, like, baseball hats. And Mm -hmm. they were like, we're influencers. Like and subscribe. And I was like, okay, that's funny. (laughs) And they ran away, and one kid was screaming, like, do it for the vine! I was like... You're like nine, and you're my favorite children I've seen in a year. But there were lots of cute little costumes, too. Little princesses and unicorns and Spider-Mans and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some very, very cute children. And then we watched Hocus Pocus, and then we watched the craziest video I've ever seen in my entire life. And I totally forgot to show you this, but I'm going to tell you about it now. Apparently this is a meme that I totally missed, and I don't know from how long ago. But I guess there was some kind of, like, flash game that was meant to, like, help teach kids English, like, as a second language or something like that. And there was a game in it called Hungry Pumpkin. Pumpkin spelled P-U-M-K-I-N. Spelled incorrect in a game that's supposed to teach you English. On purpose. For some reason. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I can explain it. A pumpkin with legs comes in and sits down and you're, like, in the cafe. And he goes... Give me the cheese. Or, like, give me the milk. And you have to hand him the thing that he said from, like, your options down there. So to, like, learn the words for the foods. Scary Pumpkin Man is sitting there. And if you give him the wrong thing, he swats it away and goes, No, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you can ask Cam. I was in tears, laughing so hard. It changed my life. It was the funniest thing I've seen in forever. So other than that, I wanted to tell everybody that we're finally playing Sly 3 for the PlayStation 2, even though we bought it ages ago. It's going all right so far. Pretty much like the last one. Yep. Don't know. The story doesn't seem quite as good, but we'll see what happens. We're still early. And uh, there's a new voice for Carmelita Fox, and it's terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst fake accent I've ever heard in my entire life, and she didn't have an accent in the last one. So I don't know what that's about, but otherwise it's been fun and stuff. There's green kangaroos, that's something. I like to refer to them as anything but kangaroos. It upsets me every time. Look at those <clears throat> possums. Uh, my family booked tickets to go to my cousin's wedding in Florida this December, so that's happening. That's an exciting thing. Ooh. Um, I gotta figure out what you wear to a Christmas wedding in Florida. What The weather is supposed to be like 70 degrees when it's sunny out, but then like 50 degrees when the sun goes down, and this shindig is outside. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do, and it took me forever to figure out, like, what kind of clothes am I supposed to wear? Uh, I ordered a really cute jumpsuit, but it they only had it in an extra small, mm. so I could not not order it because it, it I love it so much, and when it comes and it doesn't fit, I'm going to cry, but I had to try. But I guess I'm going to go with, like, something with sleeves and pants, but that is also loose for when it's hot. Makes sense. So... I'll keep you updated on my uh, outfit conundrum, I guess, if that's of interest to anyone. And I just wanted to put it out there that Amazon Prime is the worst, and I'm glad I don't pay for it. Apparently, there's been all sorts of problems with it. I would believe that. Um, and I get that sometimes, like, I probably ordered at, like, a high traffic time. So, whatever. But... So I needed some last-minute accessories for my Halloween costume. I don't have Prime, but I wanted to get them quick-ish without paying for the extra shipping, because usually I don't care that it takes a little bit longer to ship stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll just whatever. But I was trying to get these kind of quicker, so I had my brother order them for me, because he has Prime, and one of them was sold out, and I had no idea, so that didn't happen. And then the other thing was a fake cigarette holder for, like, $4 or something, and Prime said, it'll be there by Friday, and we were ordering it the Saturday before, so that's not two-day shipping. Prime. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't come until Saturday, and it was too late for me to carry it. And I can't return it. Super. <laughs> so, I'm stuck with this cigarette holder that I'm never gonna need again. Don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Not that $4 is a fortune. Like, I can spare the $4. It's not about the $4. It's that I have this thing that I don't need now because it came a day later than it was supposed to when it was already coming three or four days later than it should have been. Mm. I think what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to start wearing turtlenecks and big sunglasses and just smoke a cigarette through a cigarette holder and be like... I'll just be like Truman Capote. You know it's a costume prop, right? It's, it has uh, a fake cigarette in it. Oh, lame. <laughs> You're also not allowed to do that. <laughs> um, so that's all. What have you been up to this week? Um, so on Wednesday, I drove down to my folks' house because um, I have a Wurlitzer piano, and until recent, until then, it was in a box in my parents' basement, um, and I wanted to put it back together so I can use it for stuff. Um, and I got it all cleaned up and all put back together, 
and then it was just sitting there on, and one of the speakers burnt up. Like, smoke was coming out of it. You caught it on fire. Almost. So, that put a halt on that project. Um, It's all back together, and I guess it would work if I just didn't turn the speakers on. Isn't that that the point? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you can, like, plug it through an amp or something. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how things work. I don't get it. How is a speaker not an amp, and how is an amp not a speaker? You've explained it to me a thousand times, and it's my fault because I'm stupid and I still don't get it. Amplifier is a car. Mm-hmm. Speakers are tires. Why can't it just do both? Uh, mostly its weight is why they oh. divide it into two pieces. Why does that matter? If it's still going to weigh the same, you still have to carry that much stuff. Yeah, but you get to carry it in two separate trips instead of one very heavy trip. They want me to make two trips? Absolutely I'm not. not. I'm not going to try Do you know how many groceries I carried in on my two arms today? A lot of groceries. I will not make two trips. Things get left behind. Like, if I have to buy toilet paper or something and I don't have enough hands, it stays in the car until the next time I'm walking in the house. I'd rather break both my arms. Sometimes I think I'm eccentric, and then you (laughs) tell me things like that. And I'm like, I'm not that crazy. I'd rather just snap both my arms off <laughs> at the elbow. Um, so, en route to my parents' house. Okay, back back up. In the 70s, there was a bass <laughs> amplifier. Wait, how did we go from on the way to my parents, back up, back in the 70s? It requires... That's a long way se- back, friend. Well, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump back forward. All right. It'll be okay. Okay. So they made this bass amp in the 70s, right? Yep. And it's the closest amp that I can get to the Jocko John Paul Jones amp. Okay. Which is my favorite amp ever. Everyone had one in the 60s and 70s. And then they made this one right after it. So flash forward to... 2018? Maybe like last year. Oh. Um, I've, I had never seen one of these amps in person, right? Mm-hmm. They're super hard to come by because um, they made a bunch of them in the 70s and people just used them and so they broke. Okay. <laughs> or people still have them and they're expensive now. Um, I've seen one of them and it was in the closet at Musica because uh, I snooped in the closet and found one there and tried to get them to sell it to me and they wouldn't sell it to me. Um, my buddy Andrew, who, who owns Off the Wall Music in New Philly, texts me. And says, hey, look what we got in, Acoustic 370 head. And I was like, "Mm, I need it. Again, only have ever seen one of these in my life, and he has one. So I drive down there to look at it. And it's kind of, it's a little old and janky. It needs some work done to it. Um, But uh, I'm, like, talking to some of the, I, like, know everyone that works there. So we're all, like, just chatting and stuff. And, like, um, and and my cousin works there, and we were talking, and I was like, Oh, I've only ever seen one of these amps ever, and it's in the closet at Musica. And he goes, oh, no, that's this one. We bought it from Musica. <laughs> what a dink. Yeah, how funny is that? Um, and then It was funnier the first time you told me. Right. I just still, it's still funny to me. Mm-hmm. I've been telling every person I know. So I have that amp now, and okay. I'm excited. I haven't had a speaker cabinet to plug it through, <laughs> so I haven't really gotten to play it. Uh, but I have band practice tomorrow, so I'll take it back. On Friday, I I have no idea. What, they, they changed my work schedule, and now I have no idea what day of the week anything is now. Yes. I have no idea what today is. Tuesday, mm, I think. October. Um, we went to a Halloween party at the Akron Recording Company, and that was pretty neat. Yeah. A couple bands played. 
uh, the first band, The Dreamers, did a Velvet Underground set, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I kept saying that they're playing the Velvet Underground way better than the Velvet Underground ever played the Velvet Underground. Um, the The other band played the Ramones pretty much exactly as how I would imagine the Ramones would have played the Ramones. I like them, too. Yeah. The girl vocalist was really cool. Yeah. She was doing a good job. Yep. So that was fun. We dressed up as Burt Macklin, FBI, and Filthy Rich Widow, Janet Snakehole, and our Facebook photo has gotten over 50 likes, so I count that as success. Wow. Count that as a success. Yes. My sister liked it, which is all the credit, or all the validation I really need. <laughs> then on Saturday, I had a gig at, at uh, Whiskey Alley in Canton. That was a good old time. Played some rock and roll tunes, some blues tunes. I had to play way too many bass solos. Way too many bass solos. Surprise bass solos, or just... No, surprise, they're all surprise bass solos. He said, he goes, bass solo, and then you have to play bass solo, or you look like an idiot. What if you just stand there, still and silent? <laughs> I mean, when somebody says, Matt Warner on the bass guitar, you have to play a solo. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> That's what your bass sounds like. Okay. Do you drink any whiskey? No, absolutely not. Do you not like whiskey? I would die. Have some whiskey. You'll feel better. I saw a van today that was like, uh, I think it was for like, like sewage and plumbing and stuff. And the company was called Alan Drain. And I thought that that sounded like a supervillain. Alan Drain? Yeah, he's like a mad scientist. Yes, or it sounds like just an eclectic enough name to be a weatherman. I mean, one or the other. With that kind of name, you have to be one or the other. Yes. Um, I thought of a new joke for my stand-up routine also. As you do. I thought, yeah, I was I was pretty proud of this one. You um, Are you writing these down? I, I'm, I'm writing them here and then recording them on the podcast. Well, you should keep a... Keep a... All right, tell me how how good this is. I think the whole Darth Vader, I am your father speech would have gone a lot better if he would have told him that before he kicked the shit out of him and cut his hand off. <laughs> I need more information. Why do you think this? Because that's the whole thing. He says, um, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He says, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And he goes, no, I am your father. And he goes, no. And then this is this is the bonus joke, right? So he goes... No, and the line is because Ivy hasn't seen Star Wars. The line I, guess, I, mean, I mean, I've seen, seen this the scene. part. Yeah, he says, "Search your feelings. You know it to be true." Mm-hmm. But if I did it, I would do it like, "I am your father." No, and he goes, "Watch the prequels. You know it to be true." <laughs> but he does that after he fights him and throws him out of a window and throws things at him and then cuts his hand off. Well, that's the point. Is then it's a surprise. Why would he expect this man who has beaten him? To right. be his father. But you should, he should have done that before he beat him up. Why? Because he's like, well, if you're my father, why'd you throw me out the window and cut my hand off? I don't know. It's, it's just you're thinking too much about it. I, I think you need to work on it. I think it's a good concept. I don't get <laughs> why. I mean, my delivery was not great. but um, Also, a speedy recovery to Mr. John Williams. What happened to John his, Williams? Uh, he, Who hurt John Williams? <laughs> He's uh, in the hospital. He had he got sick. I think it was oh, no. in the hospital. Yeah. How old is he? Um, kind of old. Eighty-two. It's not that old. Eight, no, he was born in thirty-two. Eighty. 
five, six. You're doing way too many numbers for me. He's he's pretty old. He's old enough that a hospital illness a is concerning. Time. Yeah, but it, uh, from what I've seen, he's he's doing all right. That's good. Um, I saw that last night, and I was like, I am not emotionally prepared for that. <laughs> Didn't John Williams do a uh, Harry Potter? I think so. I think so. I think so. And I was like thinking, it's like think of your top five favorite movies ever, and John Williams has probably done the music for at least three of them. At least. Like, you know what I like when people take like clips from Jurassic Park or whatever and then play the song really bad on the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking like he his music has permutated the culture so much that you know a John Williams piece of music without even knowing who John Williams is. You could have <laughs> not seen Star Wars. You could have not heard of Star Wars and you'll still know what that you could still <laughs> sing along to that piece of music or Jaws. You could have never seen Jaws in your entire life or never heard of John Williams, and you still know that theme. No man has ever put two notes together so masterfully to such great effect. Apparently, apparently. He, like, was writing it, mm-hmm. and Steven Spielberg came in, and he's like, do you have, like, the theme? He's like, can you play me the theme? And he goes, yeah, and he goes, Ba-na, on the piano, and he goes, that's it? And he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I, you haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nope. That is that. No, it's not at all. It's tremendous. There was they they uh, screened it at the theater in Fairlawn, and I didn't go, and I still am upset about it. Maybe they will do it again. I hope so. I'd love to see that movie like in the theaters. Maybe someday. It's so good. Clock me at that SpongeBob quote. Twenty-two. Not bad. Um, what's funny though is. I believe it came out before Star Wars, and there's an R2-D2 in Sneaky. Close Encounters. Yes. We should go on. I'll just keep talking. It'll just be another 40 minutes of me just talking about stuff. That is what the podcast is. So, on that note, it's time for us to move on to maybe our favorite segment of all time, and we call it Things of the Week. It's not my favorite segment. Do it right. <laughs> Things of the Week. Pop. <laughs> Ivy, go. Uh, my things of the week include the hungry pumpkin, as mentioned. My next thing of the week includes cuddles with Baby Ray because she's been so cuddly, she has and it just been, makes me so happy. I went to the last two days, or like the last, because she no, she did it to me. I don't know. The last couple days that I've been going to get up, I've woken up and she's been snuggled up. And when the cat snuggled up, I snuggle up with the cat and fall back asleep. The baby kitten is so good, and I love her so much. My next thing of the week is the CVS brand Beauty 360 Micellar Water Makeup Remover. It's just as good as the Garnier stuff, but like two bucks cheaper. Much recommend. Uh, my next thing of the week is Monty Python's Flying Circus, partially because both John Cleese and Eric Idle were on WTF this week, and both of those interviews were so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing of the week is I've been buying, and by have been buying, I mean bought two uh, of these little mystery packages i don't know what the brand is i should have looked but um they sell them everywhere from like hot topic to like target and they're these little bags and they have a keychain inside and you can get like harry potter theme or you can get like i don't know uh different tv shows and movies and games and stuff um and there's like 10 10 keychains that could be inside and then you get a mystery one 
and I bought two of the Kingdom Hearts ones, trying to get my favorite character. Ended up with Mickey Mouse, which is pretty good, and Pete, which I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, because this specific series of them is harder to find than another, and the, the other series doesn't have as good of characters in it. And so when I saw another one of the good series at Target, I immediately bought it, because I was like, this could have a good one in it. And it was Pete. And I'm like, okay, he's cute and stuff, but I absolutely did not want Pete. But there's, like, a childlike charm of, like, which toy is going to be in my Happy Meal kind of, you know, feeling to it. So I appreciate the mystery fun. And my final thing of the week is soup. Soup is good. Go. Um, My things of the week. Um, I am, like, okay, so there's binge watching. So, okay, back up. So there's... Back in 1970. <laughs> in the spectrum of watching things, there's not watching. Then I've seen a few and then casually watching mm-hmm. and then like adamantly watching and then binge watching and then whatever I'm doing with Star Wars, the Clone Wars. In a relationship. I, it's it's I'm it, I'm it's in, complicated. It's, I'm in a complicated relationship with. No, it's not complicated. I love it so much. It's the simplest thing you've ever known. It's so good. And I'm still a little bit like, how is this so good? And I think all the characters are really consistent with the movies. Mm-hmm. It's not too cartoony. Like, there's there's some cartoony stuff, um, but it's mostly just, like, the battle droids are really stupid. But, like, they could have made, you know, them extra kind of goofy and, like, cartoony and stuff. Yeah. But it's not. It's also, like, directed very much like the Star Wars movies. Like, Are there, like, cheesy wipes? There's so many cheesy wipes. Yay! <laughs> and, and, uh, That's the best thing about Star Wars is when they just go, like, Star Wipe. Yeah. Um, it's not that bad, but it's almost that bad. I mean, still. In Spaceballs, there's one scene where it, like, it does a dissolve, and there's a voiceover that goes... Nice dissolve. <laughs> and every time I see that, that's what I think. Um, but it's so good. Also, Star Wars memes have been keeping me going this week. Um, Sometimes it's the simple things. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a really... Okay, do you know who General Grievous is? Yeah. You know I how, saw that one. Yes, you saw that one. So there's That's the, like the one I've seen. Yes. So the one scene he goes, uh, Jedi fool, I've been trained in your Jedi arts by... Uh, uh, Count Dooku, and the next screen is Count Dooku, and he goes, just hold like this, and he has four arms, and then he goes, and then spin it around like a fan. I um, like General Grievous's like, big wheel cycle thing. Yeah. It's cool. It Zane had cool. a Lego of it, and it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll also include the uh, WTF podcast, Monty Python interviews. They've been so good. Yeah. Both, like, super interesting. Um... Eric Idle put, like, put the sort of post-war English situation, like, why all of those kids grew up to do rock and roll and comedy and yeah, crazy stuff, like, so really interesting. interestingly, yeah. So he said, so we were all going to be on TV and there were no expectations because no one had ever done what we were doing, and that's why Monty Python was allowed to be. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so interesting cool. that he was saying that, like, as Americans, we have no concept of... They were basically a generation of people just dumped into the world yep. without parents and without conventions. Like, everything sort of changed. Mm-hmm. And then as that they were 
like getting to the their teens and twenties, it's like that's when rock and roll happened, and that's when television happened, mm-hmm. and that's when satire, like all that stuff happened at the same time. It was like super interesting. Yes. Also, I've been listening to a lot of Wilco this week. Uh, Jeff Tweedy has a book coming out, and I should order it. Um, also, Kitty, because she's been very snuggly. I was watching Star Wars last night, and she like completely laid across me, like long ways, all stretched out across me, and it was so sweet. Um, also, my dad told me that today is the 80th anniversary of the War of the Worlds broadcast. Oh. Which I thought was pretty, di- that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Things of the week. Bop. I have that on vinyl. No, I'll get scared. <laughs> I mean, you, you know it's fake. No, it's not. The aliens are coming. <laughs> on to the next, on to the next, forward and upward. Isn't that, uh, that's a Monty Python, isn't it? On to the next... And now for something you really love. Now so now for something completely new. That's yeah. what they would say. Um, review time. Um, we are reviewing the new Metric album, uh, Art of Doubt. That's Metric the band, not the Metric unit of measurement. Unless you were confused. You have to Google Metric band, or else it's just like, <laughs> Metric is a system of measurement used by... Uh, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you need to know about Metric? Uh, they're Canadian... Electro pop band. I would would say that they're not, but based on this album alone, they are. Thoughts forthcoming. Um, my only frame of reference for Metric is that they play my favorite song in Scott Pilgrim, and uh, their song "Black Sheep" is one of like my favorite songs anywhere. <laughs> it's so good. It is a straight up banger. <laughs> my favorite song in Scott Pilgrim is "We Are Sex Bob Bomb." The intro music because it's just dirty. Those, oh, with like the when the beginning credits. Yeah, the go, title yeah. credit. My favorite song is the one where they just go. Blah, okay, now the next song. We are sad. We are very very yeah. sad. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know anything else about Metric. So uh, female vocalist. Yes. Canadians. They're basically the Canadian version of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. So uh, what were your overall thoughts on the album? Overall, I thought uh, there were some cool electro jams. Um, I'm not sure it warrants a one-hour listening time. <laughs> electro jams? Electro jams. I wrote electro jams, but it sounded cooler for me. It sounded cooler in my head to say electro jams. I mean, I like it. It's a cool word. That's uh, a good band name. Electro jams? Yeah. I suggested Mellotron, but like M-E-L-L-O-W. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. That's that's hip. But does that sound too much like a dream pop band? Yes. <laughs> uh, what were your overall thoughts? Um, mine were that I was slightly underwhelmed. Uh, it's a protest album of sorts, and that reads pretty heavy in it. Uh, sometimes to its credit, and I think sometimes maybe not as much to its credit. Um, but I do like uh, the music and like the style overall, mm. for the most part. So, to get down to specifics, what things did you like? Um, I liked that, I mean, a lot of the songs were pretty jammy. They, they're, like, really dancey, but it's, like, a heavy sort of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of cool riffs and lots of cool grooves. Um, I like, Emily Haynes is the, the vocalist, and I like her vocals a lot. It's mm-hmm. not typical sort of girl rock girl, it's... She has a pretty abrasive voice, um, but I think it fits the style. 
I don't, abrasive isn't the right word. It's a little bit edgy or edgy is what the word I was looking for. You think so? I think so. Um, and I did, I thought a lot of the lyrics were clever. Yeah. That's what I liked about is it. Is that it? Yeah. I don't have very many thoughts on this. I don't either, which is weird. I don't feel like I have as much to say. My likes are mostly her vocals, and I think there's a lot of really good, like, dark and moody kind of guitar riffs, and I think that's what I like the most about what they do. Um, I like that, I mean, it is electronic in a lot of ways. I think it's also a little bit more rock and roll than, like, your normal electro-pop group Mm. is, and I think it's because they take, like, a darker, like, a darker sound, slightly heavier sound in some ways. That's fair. Um... Personally, I think her voice sounds way more like a pop vocal, Hmm. and I like how that almost kind of like girly pop vocal, in my opinion, sounds juxtaposed against the sort of darker uh, bleep bloops and whatnot. And lyrically, I think this album is pretty strong for the most part. I think it's not always super complex, like sometimes there are like the chorus is just like a repetition of something. But when it is, it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. And other times there's like really clever lines and other times there's really just like interesting turns of phrase kind of lines. And so mm-hmm. I like the sort of variety of all those different things. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So what grievances do you have to air? It's too long. <laughs> no album needs to be over 45 minutes long. I didn't even realize it was that long. <clears throat> it's, it's 58 minutes. That is too long. That is too long. Um, I didn't really notice because it was only 12 songs. I I thought a couple times it was a little too abrasive. Like, there was a couple songs that, like, hurt my brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're just a, a little too... The guitars are a little too searing. And, like, the synths are a little too bitey. Um, and that's normally okay, except for it stays in that sort of timbre for a, the whole album. Yep. Um, there, there was very little difference in songs. It felt like, like it was just kind of like, uh, distorted guitars, synthesizer, dancey jam, dancey jam, dance, slightly slower dancey jam. Dancey jam's a good band name. Dancey jam. Yeah. And I mean, that was my, my biggest thing is that it, it, it's, it's seems all very similar. Um, and I don't think that it presents enough new material to keep me interested for a 58-minute album. Like, that's mm-hmm. really long. Yeah. And I don't think that they had enough to warrant that long. Do you have any grievances of which to air? Uh, yes. I think that it starts pretty slow and somewhat less interesting and doesn't hit its stride until about the middle of the album. All Mm. of my favorite songs were like smack in the middle. Mm. And that was a little bit, made it a little bit less exciting to listen to, to, uh, for me. And I think that it's interesting that you say you don't feel like there's enough variety because I felt that way too. But at the same time, I felt like it was just a weird collection of songs thrown together Mm. that didn't seem very cohesive as an album to me. And it's because, uh, specifically the third and fourth tracks, but like a handful of others too. And there were a couple songs that were a lot lighter and sounded a lot more like pop hits, and I didn't like them, Hmm. like at all. And I thought that they didn't fit with the rest of the like slightly darker songs that I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe like thematically they did. There were probably some like threads through there, but I just didn't really like the progression. Hmm. 
I more feel like I liked the standout tracks that I liked than I liked the album as a whole. Mm. Um, what were your like favorite and least favorite songs? My my I be perfectly honest with you. Um, I liked Dark Saturday, and then the rest of the album just was a mush to me. A mush. The whole thing was just mush. A mush. Um, it it we're we're gonna copyright that term. A mush copyright 2018 Sleeping Station Mighty Podcast. There just wasn't enough difference in in sonic space and tonality to it's and okay i have a headache i've been i've been not really feeling myself for a couple weeks or so so i'll maybe chalk that up to my sort of less than favorable (laughs) view of this but i i did i totally checked out like 15 Mm -hmm. or 20 minutes into this right and if you listen to the first three or four songs you get it Exactly. Yeah. And and if there would, you know, if I kind of fell into that just just kind of listening, there there should have been something in there that would have snapped me out of that and gone, oh, that was cool, that was different, and mm-hmm. it just never happened. Yee. 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 And I, I think that... Um, People are shouting. Excuse me, we're trying to record a, a radio program for the internet. Excuse me. My favorites were uh, the middle four. Now that I look, it's the exact middle four. The title track, uh, Underline the Black, Dressed to Suppress, great name, and Risk. Mm -hmm. I just liked them all better because they were the darker ones with better riffs. A little bit, like, spookier, mysterious. A lot of the rest of them were too pop. And there were some songs that I thought... If it was by someone else, I would like it better. And it was mostly just an expectation thing because I wanted more of Black Sheep <laughs> and a lot of the songs were not, but those songs in the middle were. And mm. that's what I wanted. Um, overall rating, and, and I think Metric falls into this sort of bucket. I like them as a band. I like their songs individually. Mm-hmm. If it were to come on the radio, I'd be like, that's a jam. Yeah. But to sit down and listen to 12 of them in a row, I'm like, no. Um, there, there's a couple bands that are like Beach House is like sort of like that for me. Oh, I like to listen to a lot of Beach House at the same time. Um, I just like to let it wash me away like the ocean. <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly the purpose. And so I, I, di- I did like the songs and I do like their sort of sound, but it just sort of stays in that sound for an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and I... I thought it really just was too repetitive to keep my attention. And like I said, like 15 or 20 minutes, I totally just went bloop and spaced and just completely checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I said a 6 out of 10. That'll do it. It's it's pretty, it's what I expect from them. I, and I didn't have any complaints about the production or anything. I, th- I thought it sounded good, except for it being a little harsh in places. But I think that's just their sound. Yeah, that's just the song, I think. But it was just too harsh for too long and too much the same. And I said a seven because there were a couple of those songs that I really did like. Mm-hmm. And so I see, like, I mean, this album is worthwhile because there's enough songs on it that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. But, like, the rest of it is so unremarkable that it can't be any better than that. Yeah. I mostly just feel nothing if not just underwhelmed. I had read that, like, I don't know who People is, but People had said... 
like, this is Metric's best album yet. This is what they've been working up towards since they started. This is... And I was mm. just like, no. <laughs> I don't know their back catalog that well, but this is nothing special. Yeah. Like, it sounds really harsh, but it's I didn't really think so. And I'm bummed because I thought I was really going to like it. Yeah. I was excited to listen to it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I don't really think I liked it that much. What I said is there's nothing technically wrong with most of it. Yeah. It, I just feel mostly nothing. Yeah. I, I've realized that I don't know if I've ever given below, like, a four to anything. <laughs> um, and mostly, like, I think a six is pretty bad for me because I like <laughs> most things. Um, my other thought was I super hate the album cover. It's stupid. It's, it's, <laughs> I assume it's, like, a, a silhouette of a person. It's just a circle. No, but it kind of looks like a person. Oh, I don't see that. I don't know. What what is It's just a squiggle. What why? Circle. Why is this a squiggle? Yeah. What, what does it mean? I hate to break it to you, but it probably means nothing. But it was like the the graphic designer was like on his way into work and they were like, "Oh, hey George, uh, the metric people are going to be here today to to pick up the album cover." And he went, "Oh shit." And <laughs> sat down and went, "It's done." Here it is. So, uh, if you like Lectropop, it's probably worth, like, a listen. If you don't like Lectropop, just don't bother. Yep. If you do, you'll probably find a couple songs you like. Yep. I didn't realize where I, like, I don't think I've ever said it like Lectro before, but I just realized that it was, uh, Mongolia. Manolio's Ugly Manoli- One's Lectropon. Yeah. Lectropon. So, okay, guys, be coming down to Monolio's Ugly Ones, Electropon. I have price on broken VCR, smash tape, or something like that. <laughs> I'll be over here screaming, Monolio's Electropon, or something like that. Hey, Romeo, you gonna marry my little girl? I'll stop. I'm having a lot of fun, though. Uh, review? Review. All right. The other band name I thought up was VHS Disc. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Okay. Sleepy. Almost done. Then I can go to bed? Yes. Yay! (laughs) I'm excited to go to bed. I'm already in my jams. I I never want to go to bed. Ben! I never want to go to bed, but then as soon as I decide that, like, okay, now I'm going to bed, it's my favorite time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now it's game time, and uh, we're going to do a recast movie. We're doing Titanic this week. Uh, Titanic is a movie and the boat sinks. <laughs> I haven't seen the end. There, It's on two VHS tapes and I only watched the first one. <laughs> In my own defense, it has been so long since I've seen this movie and I also don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Uh, I feel like that's true of a lot of people probably. But. It, it's one of those movies that I've seen it. I've seen the entirety of it, but never in one sitting and never more than like an hour at a time, I don't think. So in case you're new, the way the game recast works is we imagine who would play the main characters of the movie if it were remade today. And we decide on who has the better answer and give them a point and whoever has the most points at the end wins. But you get to play at home, too, by voting in our Friday poll on whose total cast list you think was better. So, ready? Yes. Here we go. Number one on the list is Jack. Yes. Also known as Leonardo DiCaprio in his prime. That's probably fair. Yeah. Um, I looked up, because I was curious, 
not that we necessarily have to adhere to these things, but um, I wanted to know how old Kate and Leo were when this movie came out. And mm-hmm. she was 22 and he was 23, which is like, thinking back, that seems so young. Yeah. In the way that, like, I feel like they both seemed older in this movie. She definitely did. I don't know about Leo. I think it was maybe, like, the way that she was dressed. But... Yeah, probably. Anyway, so I actually tried to pick people that were close to that just to, like, give myself some kind of... I did also. Interesting. So, for Jack, uh, this was the one that was 100% clear to me as soon as we said we were going to do this one, and it is obviously Timothy Chalamet. With no contest, literally at all. <sighs> Call Me By Your Name and the new movie with Steve Carell. And he's in Lady Bird. I don't, I don't know who this yes, is. Yes, you do. Timothy. I promise you're spelling it wrong. <laughs> C-H. Ah, I got, I, I got it right with the C-H. Timothy? Yeah. Well, it's like French. Um, he's basically, oh, yeah. he's this generation's okay. Leo. I'm telling you right now, he's like already been Oscar nominated. He's like dreamy as hell. Um, I said Ansel Elgort. But he would be pretty good, but I feel like Timothy is a little like shaggier and he could be a yeah. little bit more like scruffier and like scampier. I mean, I'm looking at like five pictures of him on Google and I'm already in love with him. So. I Googled young Leonardo DiCaprio and he was one of the pictures that came up. Timothy was oh. one of the first five pictures was of him. So I was like, I think I got this. I mean, OK, I'll <laughs> give you that one. If, if I get no other points in this <laughs> in this game, I don't care. Because that's the only one I, I am 100% positive about. I I uh, I don't feel good about this game. <laughs> Sometimes when I don't feel good about it, I end up winning. <laughs> but I really don't feel great about everything that's about to happen. <laughs> Interesting. With the exception of maybe one. But we'll get there. Um, so, character two has lost his gumption. And it's... Uh, Rose, the other lead, Kate Winslet. Yes. Rich girl, who doesn't want to be. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be. Because everybody's telling her what to do all the time. Um, You won't know who this is. I guarantee it. Get my Googler ready. Uh, I went with Sophie Turner. She's uh, engaged to Joe Jonas, and she's on Game of Thrones and X-Men. She's like a cute young blonde. I've seen her face before. I mostly picked her because I think she obviously can do drama. She's on Game of Thrones. And she's the right age. And she's pretty. Okay. I, lo- I know not that much about her because I don't watch that show. And I, there, no one else fit. I wanted to put Felicity Jones. She's 35 years old. Do you believe that? I don't. It's crazy to me. Everyone I looked up, I was like, oh, they're probably, like, you know, 25 or so. Right. And they were all, like, 38. And I was like, what in the world is going I on? I mean, I learned... Today, I was this year's old when I learned that Charlize Theron is, like, 56. It's insane. And I was like, <laughs> how? I would have, like, seen 34. So she is the best I can do. I have... Much faith in her, but also I want to know who you put. I said Dakota Fanning. That's the only other 22-year-old actress. That is. <laughs> That's it. Um, either of them would be just fine. <laughs> this was so hard. I would 100% have picked Felicity Jones. She's just like, I've, I guess she could probably pass for younger, but like yeah. a weird gap. I feel like next to him, next to Timothy, who I chose, mm-hmm. she would seem older, I think. 
than if the if Jack was somebody different, maybe. But tell me more about your choice. Um, she is a young person that is yep. of the age of the character in the movie. <laughs> that is true. And was also of reasonable age as the other guy. Um, <clears throat> yep. And she's pretty enough to be the love interest and also can seem like the repressed uh, child. I... Have it. Go ahead. Yay! <laughs> I, I really have no... Okay. I have no words. All right. So the next character is Cal, who is Rose's awful fiancé. Yes. Played by Billy Zane to great douchebag effect. I feel good about this one. I feel okay. Basically, the requirement is just, like, you have to hate him yep. on on principle. You have to hate him on principle, and that's what this role is for, and he has to be just the biggest jerk you've ever known. Did you put Christian Bale? No. <laughs> I didn't. Because that's who you usually put. I mean, he is the person that, that is that. Uh, I went with Bill Skarsgård because he's creepy. He played uh, the new clown in It. That's not even a name. Well, he's Scandinavian oh. of some kind. I was going to say, there's no vowels in that name. <laughs> he's got like eight brothers. <laughs> Why is that relevant information? Because there's a million different Skarsgård's brothers. Okay. They're all famous. I just thought that he seemed like he could be the very, like, he's very clean cut and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, not unattractive, but not necessarily good looking. Because... Yeah. I feel like if you looked at the character of Cal and you were like, well, at least he's, like, super hot, mm -hmm. that would, like, not redeem him, but you'd be like, all right, she could marry him and be fine because he's at least super hot. He needs to be, like, enough that he looks like a groomed rich guy, but not, yeah. like, oh, buddy, like, right. mm. Like, there should be nothing about him that makes her want to like him. And right. that's <laughs> that's what I see when I look <laughs> at this man. He's, like, a little bit creepy, and I like that about him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're like, this guy, something's not all right. Yeah. But he's got so much money that he's a jerk. Right. That's what I went with. So, all of those things <laughs> uh, were pretty much my exact thought process. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this name. Butcher. Who could it be? Because there's a letter in here that I'm not sure what to do with. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid. I'm just going to go for it. Domnal Gleason? Oh, buddy. That's really good. Yes, right? that, that H is confusing. Yes, I it believe is. it's just Domnal. Domnal. Domnal Gleason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you win. Yeah. That's really good. I also considered Toby Maguire, but he's like 47. When Crazy. do people get old? I don't know. It's tripping me out, and I'm like, he looks 30 at the most, but he's in his 40s. Yeah. I saw a picture today that was. Um, the girl that played Wednesday Adams dressed oh, as Mor Ritchie? Yeah, dressed as Morticia. Yeah. And she's like Yeah, in she's her an 30s adult now. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Who how? Who and how? Yes, I like your choice a lot. That was literally He's literally playing his Star Wars character exactly. just not his <laughs> Exactly. No, I really like that. That's a really good yeah. choice. Um, that was the one person I felt really good about. <laughs> and when we decided to do this, I was like, oh, uh, what's his face as the guy from Star Wars as the the boyfriend, fiance? What's his name in Star Wars? I don't remember now. Hux, Hux General yes. Hux. You know, tall guy, kind of pasty. <laughs> so many people hated that scene. I thought it was really funny. I liked it. 
I know, everybody hated it, but literally the two of us. Literally everyone hated that movie, I think, except for the two of us. <laughs> that movie was for us in many ways. <clears throat> Here's something that Ivy doesn't know yet. Um, coming up in the future, we're going to watch all of the Star Wars movies. Well, I've known that for it's... about ten years, and you never come through. <laughs> okay, it's like eight movies. Or eight years, I'm sorry. I mean, something like that. Should we... Here's... Okay, here's the question. Should we review them all individually and do, like, two and a half months of Star Wars? No. Or should we just review the franchise? Everything you just said exhausts me equally. <laughs> I'm so tired just thinking about it. Okay, well, we'll review, I, like, one of them. Sure. We can absolutely do that. Or maybe okay. we can do, like, the first three and then the prequels and then everything else okay. or something. So, uh, the next character on the list is Unsinkable Molly Brown, played by Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, the thing about her is that she's new money, and so all the rich people hate her, even though she's rich people. Mm -hmm. And she's the only rich people that's nice to Jack, besides Rose, and she gives him, like, a suit to wear so that he can come to the rich people dinner. Mm -hmm. And she, um, when she's in the lifeboat, she tells them to turn around and go back for people. Yes. Um, a real person. A real person. In case you didn't know. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Um. Unsinkable. Also, her name is, like... Maggie. It's not Molly Brown, it's Maggie Brown. Well, it's Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not Molly. If you want it to be, it is. Well, <laughs> Who cares? We've just been calling her the wrong thing for 90 years. Over 100 years I, now. I don't know. That's what Maybe that's what she went by. You don't know her. <laughs> Would you meet her? <laughs> In your time machine? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I had an interesting, interesting thought. Uh, first of all, if they remade it today, it should just be Kathy Bates again. But yep. since that's against the rules. Um, was that was that an official rule that we decided? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I think, what, wasn't there one time when we when we agreed that it should be the same person? I thought there was. No, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I thought that a really good choice would be Octavia Spencer. And I thought it was cool because this is set in 1901, and I thought it would be neat to give them another reason to hate Molly Brown. So if she's new money and she's black, the rich people will super duper hate her, and I think that's a cool nuance. Yes. I 100% I agree. And I like that she has, like, that spunk, but she's also, like, a really good dramatic actress. Right. Actress. I thought that she would be pretty perfect. I like that. I said Mila Kunis, because I thought, yeah, spunk. She needs yeah, to spunk. Yeah. And she needs to, to stand out and be, like, kind of different enough. Yeah. I get I get that. I, I like your answer a lot. I like I think answer. that would be very good. Thank you. What? Wait a minute. Stop. Backtrack. <laughs> this is a real person. Yeah. A fictionalized um, version of a real person. That's true. Can Can you make a real person a different race and still respect the actual person? That is a caveat. We did say long ago that racial blind casting was our thing, but this is kind of, that's the point of this. What if it was a slightly, what if she was Maggie Brown? <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's a good point. All right, we'll, we'll go with it for now. We'll say in the future. Um, I, I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah, I did we'll, know that she we'll was a real person. We'll say racial blind, except for the, if it's, um, a real person. A real person. All right. Because I, I could see that, I don't know, that just seems like it would be, doesn't respect the real person. 
Yeah, I get you. Like, Gary Oldman could probably play Gandhi, but he shouldn't. Absolutely not. Right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving forward? Yes. Am I still allowed to have the point? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> For cause, today? Because I, I think you made a fair argument. Cool. So the next character is Ruth DeWitt Bucator, who is Rose's evil mom. Yes. She's not really evil. She's just kind of mean. Snooty. Super snooty and super, like, controlling and very, yeah, stuck up and picky. And mm-hmm. she, she does not care that her daughter doesn't want to get married at all. She's like, Rose, we need this money. She's literally like, we're out of money. You have to. Mm. Um, I picked Gwyneth Paltrow for the reason that you always want to punch her in the face. Which was, my brain was exploding. About... First of all, I kind of also said because she looks like she could be Sophie Turner's mom. So that kind of went along with the rest of my list that is There's now defunct. Line, Gwyneth She's also also older than you think she is. And I was like, the people that were old enough. She is older than Oh, she's uh Iron Man. Yeah. She is Iron Man. I don't always want to punch her in the face. Oh, I do. She looks like the mom that would have a problem with something at the preschool. She's literally a snooty mom in real life. <laughs> so that's kind of what I went on. And she looked like the person that I had cast as Rose. <laughs> um, I don't know. And I thought she was like, she was old enough to be like that, like believable as that person's mom, but not be like old and grody, but still has that kind yeah. of like rich person snooty look. I'm being yeah. real mean, but I just, I, I mean, <laughs> she's just not my favorite. I don't care. Her children are named Apple Martin and Moses Martin. Yep. She was married to uh, Coldplay Martin, but not no more. Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Now she's married to Brad Falchuk. Who? That's a heck of a name. Who dat? Let's find out. Brad felt uh American <laughs> television writer, uh, producer, and... Uh, what, is he ugly? Uh, no. He's, uh, he kind of looks like a pirate. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> he, he looks, looks like. He looks like if Will Turner went into an Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> okay. I did it. So anyway, who did you cast as um, Rose's awful mom? My exact thought process was, fuck it, Kate Winslet. That thought crossed my mind, <laughs> and I thought it was funny, so I think you should have the point. Yay! That was the one I put... Because she can also play kind of a scary evil lady. Ex- yeah. She can. She has range. Yeah. I like her in, Kate like, is comedic awesome. stuff a lot, too. Yeah. Like, The Holiday, super underrated. Better than, uh... I don't think I've seen that Love one. Actually, if I'm being honest. The Holiday is so good. It's Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, and they do a house swap. So Cameron Diaz goes to Kate Winslet's cottage in England and falls in love with Jude Law, who is Kate Winslet's brother. And... And Kate Winslet goes to... I recall this. Goes to, like, L.A. and falls in love with Jack Black. It's really good. I think that was one of those, like, I came home from something and you were watching it. Yes. And I was like, this looks stupid. And then I sat down and watched the rest of it. It's so good. It's really good. I love that movie. I I do recall that. So anyway. (laughs) uh, Point for you. That's... I'll take it. Good, uh, Good Easter egg. Good, very obvious Easter egg. It might be a little distracting, but nah. but I like I it. Know. But I like it. Uh, next up on the list is Captain Smith, literally the captain of the ship, 
goes down with the ship. Indeed he does. He's a good old captain. And who better to be the captain that goes down with the ship than Tom Hanks? Okay. You know, like white bearded old ship I, I captain. I know exactly Tom what. Hanks. You already know what it looks like. Tom yep. Hanks will not stop until he's portrayed every American. <laughs> I stole that from the onion. I can't take credit, but I still love it. Um that would be really good. I learned today that that was going to be his last voyage mm-hmm. and then he was going to retire. There's a lot of weird coincidence kind of stuff like that when you look into Titanic stuff. Anyway, who did you think? I said Gary Oldman. That's also a a thing. Because Gary Oldman is great in everything. (laughs) He may not be as nice to women as we'd like him to be. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Why why can't I like anyone? Why are people not nice? His is for some reason not as known. And I think maybe it's because it came up as he won the Oscar. Oh. So I think maybe it kind of got swept under, and I don't know all the details. I can't remember. But that aside, I do think he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. And I do think that this part would be a decent fit for him. My heart wants Tom Hanks. (laughs) But I kind of like the idea of Tom Hanks playing, like, a somewhat smaller part. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that strikes me as, like, an interesting... Like, it's not really a cameo, but it's, like, a small enough part that, like, he doesn't become the focus of the movie because that could so easily become a thing. Right. He he steals the show. So I think I like the idea of him having, like, an important yet smaller Mm. role. And, like, why not just let him always be the person in in the transportation disaster? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a thing that said, uh, said one time, don't fly anywhere with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Why would you? Or yeah, don't don't go an, on any trip anywhere with Tom Hanks. Something <laughs> bad will happen to you. That is my favorite joke. The plane crashes, the boat gets abducted by pirates. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I only ever saw the previews. It's so good. So uh It's a pretty even match here. I couldn't think of anyone that I really liked. That was kind of old and English. <laughs> Can Tom Hanks do an okay British accent? I don't know. Gary Oldman is British, right? He is. Indeed. He's one of those ones that he's played enough Americans and enough right. British people that I forget which one he actually is sometimes. I read that he had to go to a dialect coach mm-hmm. because he was method acting an American role for so long that he lost his accent. <laughs> I mean, I could believe that. You, I mean, you train to get the accent and to get right, rid of yeah. it and to, because he does so many different. Yeah, so he went to a dialect coach to get his English accent back. <laughs> That's funny. I saw, I saw a thing um, that, uh, it was an interview with John Krasinski, mm-hmm. and he said that his daughter speaks with an English accent. Yeah. And he was like, you all did this to her. <laughs> it's really funny. That is funny. That's so cute. He is a national treasure. Um, <laughs> yes, he's what Nicolas Cage was looking for this whole time. <laughs> the map on the back of the Declaration of Independence is just a picture of John Krasinski. Like, doing the, yeah, doing the gym Looking face, directly at you, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, how, how do we rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Two out of three? Of course. 
That's one for Matt. Yes. We, we have to give context. People can't see. Okay. Two for Matt. Two for Matt. Gary Oldman wins. Okay, the next character on the list is Thomas Andrews, who is like the architect that built the ship. Yes. Uh, he's a very nice man, and Rose likes him very much. He also goes down with the ship. Yes. Um, George Clooney, because charming older man who you love and are sad to see die. Oh, is he older? He's like a middle-aged to older. Okay. Who did you put? I said Adam Driver. I oh. Don't, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> that is a young person. I liked I liked the idea of him being engineer, kind a good of guy? designy guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's really mostly just kind of one of the rich guys. Yeah. But he's one of the nicer of the rich guys. Sure. Um, interesting. Interesting take. Would you make him look older at all? I don't know. Or would you? Who did you say? George Clooney? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll give you George Clooney. I'm going to win anyhow. <laughs> How do you know? What if I get one more point? I guess, yeah. Don't look at my list. I didn't see it. Uh, I feel actually decently good about my final choice. So if we tie, I don't know what happens. I feel I feel pretty good about uh, my my last one. So the last character on our list, we should say that Titanic has like a bazillion characters, but not enough of them have a main enough role to, to get in the recast and we'd just be here all night. So the last one that we chose to recast was... The character whose name I can't think of now. It was Brock, Brock. something. Yeah. He's the researcher, and he's on my list as James Cameron's self-insert character. Uh, he's the guy that's researching the ship and gets Rose to talk about her story and wants to find the necklace. Yes. Bradley Cooper. Imagine it. His hair is crazy. He's sunburnt from being on a boat. He's just all frazzled in like a half-unbuttoned Henley shirt, listening to the old lady's story, charmingly rugged while charming the granddaughter and falling in love. Bradley Cooper. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I thought so, too. He kind of... It's Bill Paxton in the real movie, and I feel like Bradley Cooper has a same... Like, a similar kind of look. R.I.P., by the way. Yeah. That I don't know that sad. many of his movies, but... I mean, he was He in, wasn't very old, though. No, he was not. Um, I mean, he was in Apollo 13. Oh, I haven't seen that enough times to remember who's in it. I, I like... Sometimes when you say... I haven't seen that enough times. <laughs> uh, my brain immediately stops that sentence at, I haven't seen that, and I almost reach across the table and grab well, you. For me, that's one of those ones that's always on TV, and I always see, like, two-thirds of it. It's so good. That's Tom Hanks, right? It is Tom okay. Hanks. Okay, I thought so. See, you don't want to go on a spaceship with Tom Hanks. No, you don't. Bad stuff happens. <laughs> don't bring Kevin Bacon along. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Did he dance in the spaceship? No. What a waste. Um, did you say who you put yet? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, said, I was like, did I just black out and forget that we were talking about movies? I said Tom Hanks. Oh. <laughs> See, I feel like Ernest, like, young to middle-aged guy is kind of more what that character is. Yes. And I, I didn't think too much about it, and I think my brain went, Bill Paxton... Bill Paxton was in Apollo 13. <laughs> Tom Hanks was in Apollo 13. I wrote that Tom, works. I, Tom Hanks. Um, I think that the whole the whole reason that they're doing it is because they're trying to make a lot of money off of this yeah. necklace. And I think Bradley Cooper would be great. Yeah, because by the end he softens up. Right. Yeah. Ayo. Ayo. We have once again tied at the recast game. 
Do you want to try and do a quick tiebreaker? I don't know if I remember who any of the other characters in Titanic are. There's I didn't a, remember some of these characters. There's a character called Spicer Lovejoy, who is Cal's bodyguard. Cal Cuchesta? Yeah. That's like the next most main... He's the guy that puts the necklace in Jack's pocket and frames him. <laughs> you don't remember what happens in this movie except for that the boat sinks. The boat sinks. You don't remember the plot, you just know that the boat sinks. Um, they have sex in the car. That's and at then, the end. And then he draws her like one of her French, his French girls. That's in the middle. And then <laughs> the boat sinks. Yes. And then the door is big enough to fit them both. It's not. It's also not a door. It's oh. just a piece of wood. It's big enough to fit them both. It might be big enough, but he literally tries to climb on, and it almost flips over, so he gets off so she can stay on. Everyone forgets that, and it bothers me to no end. Uh, and then she throws the necklace off. Yep. Um... But in the Britney Spears song, the guy goes down and gets it for Britney Spears, so we know how that ends. I saw an alternative ending where she doesn't throw it off. What does she do? Or I think it's... I think I've heard of that. Or it's like she's standing there with it and they all come out. And he's like, you've had it this whole time. Yeah. And then he like... It's sort of... It's like that he finds out that she has it. And he just lets her keep it or something? and, And he lets her... Drop it. Ah, uh, yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah. It's, I think it's something like that. that. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, man. Um, <laughs> I've seen it. So, do we want to try and tiebreak, or do we just want to be tied? I don't... I don't... I honestly don't remember... It's been so long let's since just, I've seen any bits of this movie. Let's just be tied and let the people decide. Okay. That's a good rhyme. Um, did you see that they're building a new Titanic? This is bad news. Um, There's a whole movie about... <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm not a big subscriber subscriber to, um, the. You're not superstitious, but you're a little stitious. I'm 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 moderately stitious. Yeah. Um, if if you do, you don't build a new Titanic and then take the same route that the old one took. No. Nope. You just don't do that. Nope. I, you, there's not enough money in the world that could put me on that boat. Maybe if it was, like, in the Bahamas. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Nope. That's crazy. I've often, That's just crazy. I have often talked of, if I won the lottery, I would build a Zeppelin. <laughs> but I know, I know what has happened to most of the Zeppelins. <laughs> that's why there aren't... That's why we don't use them. That's why there aren't <laughs> any more Zeppelins. Uh, because most of them crashed. Mm-hmm. Most of them. And I know you're thinking, what do you mean, Matt? Only the Hindenburg crashed. No, we had some big ones, too, and they also crashed. Ope. Ope. <laughs> That's the biggest ope when your Zeppelin crashes. You know the ending scene? The scene in uh, Kiki's Delivery Service? Yeah. That happened to a person. He was dangling? hmm Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. That's pretty awful. Like, it's just, it's... Let's not share that with so the good scary. people. No, it's it's <laughs> important historical information uh, that we all have a right to... Uh, it's, like, it's important. It's well, I don't want to watch it. It's a thing it. that happened. Like, everyone should watch the Tacoma Narrows video. Everyone should see the Sapruder film just once. That's all you need to see. No, thank you. Everyone should see Citizen Kane. It's just required. <laughs> historical events. Yeah. It's of historical significance. 
So uh, we're going to call that the show, and you're going to tell us whose list overall you think was better to decide the winner of the tie. I thought my list was not good. I but feel like I we got both half had of the points. Some, we both got, I think, exactly the points that we deserved. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so head on over to our Twitter on Friday, and there will be a poll for you, and you can vote for whose list you think was best. Uh, while you're at it, you can always send us an email at sleepingsituation at gmail.com or a message on any of our social media pages. If you got any suggestions, any questions you want us to answer, any tips or fashion tricks or anything of the sort, just let us know. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Shout Engine or just follow us on social to get updates when we post a new episode. And I guess that's it. And thanks for listening. Is that the hip new way to say social media? You just say social yeah. Follow us on the Soch. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Too short? Follow us on social. That's all I got time for. All right. I work in marketing. It's quick. I'd also, I'd like to officially apologize to the good people for not providing you with outro music for two weeks in a row. I, I, I've not been feeling myself as of late and uh, have been feeling kind of sad and not too motivated and not too creative. But maybe this time. Maybe this time. You're about to find out. We don't know. I mean, you're finding out right now, because it'll be running underneath this, but... That's a little meta. How about we break the fourth wall some more? How about we draw this out even longer than we already have? So, all right, in the last Star Wars... I'm just kidding. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, so, other than that, I wanted to tell everybody that we're... Whoo! Wow. Wow. Don't you be clicking your pen, making noise. Don't. So, um, on Saturday, Friday, yeah, Friday. Fr uh, we have a try game. Try game. To be perfectly. Um, uh, whoa. And I've, and okay. Stop making noise. Boy. Boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's the only impression i can do and i can only say that line and uh propane and propane accessories also propane and propane accessories uh subscribe to this uh boop -doop.